Hello, listeners. I want to share an amazing resource with you. It's called Hello Divorce. Founded by a lawyer and certified family law specialist, Hello Divorce can help you no matter where you are in your divorce process. So whether you're just getting started or if you're near the end but have stalled out and need help to get over the finish line, Hello Divorce can help. They provide full-service divorce support, and they can handle divorces of all kinds, all net worths, and with or without children. It's completely online, convenient, and they offer you support all the way through. Their clients get divorced in one-third the time and at one-tenth the typical cost. So go to hellodivorce.com backslash beyond and receive $100 off the cost of their services. And I want you to know, Aaron Levine, who's my friend and the CEO and founder of Hello Divorce, was a guest on episode 197 entitled, Get the FYI on DIY Divorce. So be sure to go check it out. We'll link in the show notes. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. And I I think it's really important for people to know that other than litigation, there are many ways to resolve their case, even though the only experiences they may have heard of is going to court, you know, having the, the War of the Roses type experience. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host and listeners. Today, we have a wonderful episode that I was actually just saying to my guest, I can't believe I haven't done already on this episode because it is such a critical and important episode. Today, we are going to be reviewing your options if you are going into divorce, meaning your process options, how you can move through the process of divorce. And believe it or not, although many of you think maybe there's only one way to do this, you have many options and it's important to know about them, to be well advised on them, and to think about what's going to work best for you and your family before you start the process. So that's why I'm so delighted to be bringing on one of my friends who is a very experienced family law practitioner, attorney. He has mediation practice. He's a collaborative attorney, and he's been practicing. In fact, Anthony has been a collaboratively trained attorney since 2009, meaning he's been doing this for a good, solid, long period of time. So let me introduce you to the peacemaker, my friend, Anthony Diaz. Welcome, Anthony. Susan, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, and I'm so happy to be here and again to be doing this topic and to have someone with your experience to be able to run through for my listeners what the different options are as they face divorce because so many people 
you know, think, well, I'm getting divorced. I better go lawyer up. And here we go. Litigation's about to start. It's going to be Kevin Costner and Christine Baumgartner. We're going to be in court every other week. And this is going, you know, down that road. And in fact, you and I both know people have a myriad of options. Most of them are out of court. In fact, you and I both believe in the out of court process. And before they start making decisions about process, one of the most important things is that they be advised. So what you and I are going to do today is kind of walk them through the talk that you have with all of your prospective clients as they're getting started, sort of that consultation process, right? Yeah. So, you know, this is a great topic. And um, many times when people come in for consultations, um, they're coming from an experience of a friend, a family member, and they're already starting to create scenarios in their mind. Well, this is how it's supposed to work. This is how it's going to work because this is what people told me. This is how it goes. And I, I think it's really important for people to know that other than litigation, there are m many ways to resolve their case, even though the only experiences they may have heard of is going to court, you know, having the, the war of the roses type type experience. So, so in Florida and in most states, uh, attorneys are required to discuss all of the options that are available in a family law case. Um, and there are many. Unfortunately, many attorneys don't follow the law or the statute and, and there are many reasons for it if they're if they're a litigator they may not be aware of the options if they're a litigator and they're aware of the options they don't let their consultations know about that because they don't practice in that area so they don't think it's necessary for folks to know about that and that's really unfortunate because whether a litigator is handles out-of-court options, it really is is not in their potential client's best interest to not hear about them. Uh, so it's important for them to, to, to know about all, all the options. So when they come into to a consultation with me, at the end of the consultation, they know of all the options, what the pros and car, cons are for each one, and, even, and then to compare them for what their particular case would look like if it went through the court process. So they have now a way of evaluating why resolving their case out of court is really in their best interest. And, and I think that's important for people to know. This is truly a case where knowledge is power. When you go into your divorce and there's an assumption that it's going to be litigated, that it's going to be, I love your War <laughs> of the Roses reference, that is an assumption that we still run into day after day as divorce attorneys. And, you know, I want people to know, and that's why I'm so excited about this episode, I want people to know, and we want people to know, that they have many options and that those other options might be a better choice for both them and their family, and that's something that we're going to talk about. Litigation that you referenced is always available, right? It, it's always the fallback. But what we want people to know is that there, there may be better ways to address it. So if someone, let's say 
you're looking at me mm -hmm. right now or you're talking to my listeners and they are you know, Sally Strong or, or Billy Brown, and they're sitting down with you for the very first time, how do you start the conversation with them to let them know that there are more than one way for them to address the issues in their divorce? Sure. So first, what's really important is for me to understand what's happening in their life right now. What's, what's going on? Um, why are they here? The meeting with me and to get a little bit more information on some of the areas that are going to be resolved with the divorce. Um, is there a home? Are there children? Are they, are the, the parents living together or are they separated now? What type of outcome are you looking for? And I think that's really important because then I can start to focus people away from maybe the advice or other people's experience into what do you want at the end of the day how do you want this case to look so now i have factual information on property and parenting and time sharing but i also have um, information about um, at the end of the day how do they want this to look and that kind of helps me to explain some of the options. All the options are the same, but how I explain it, I can put it into context with their particular situation because now it's easy for them to understand. Well, if I just start going into options without understanding their situation, it still is kind of muddled and not really clear. But if I can directly relate their situation to each of the options I'm going to explain, it really makes the options pop and stand out. And, and, and then we can start to look into which option out of those options might be the best option for you to proceed. So there's, I, listeners, there's your first golden nugget is when you go into your consultation with your attorney to hear about the options and to talk about your case, have a summary of where you're at and it's never too early to be thinking about what you would like life to look like after the divorce. And I'm not saying walk into your attorney's office or into the consultation saying, I have to get this, or I insist upon receiving this, or I need to keep the house or that sort of thing. But having that concept of, you know, what you're looking for, maybe your co-parenting relationship to look like after the divorce. You want to have a decent enough relationship with your, your ex that you two can co-parent peacefully, that you would like to maximize retaining as much of the marital assets for the family, as opposed to, as I said, in a, or one of my guests in a prior episode said, putting my divorce attorney's kids through college instead of my own with the attorney's fees, right? Those are things to think about and be able to share. Um, and so I, I knew you were going to be the right person, Anthony, to talk about this, because that point of getting that layer of information before you go through the options is so critical to then making the options really stand out and be personalized for that individual client. So say you know now, you know, you've gotten that layer of information from your consultee. How do you start the conversation about the options? There are a number of options that are going to be common for most family law cases. And I'm going to mention them and then we'll, we'll, we'll go over each of them 
individually. So the first one is mediation. They And the way that they can approach that is if they don't want to use attorneys, if they, if both spouse parents can work together and they have a good relationship, if they have a lot of the items already worked out together, but they want to work with someone to make sure that all of the issues have been identified and then want to work with someone who can prepare all of the, the documents, you know, folks that, that are in that boat are a really a good candidate for mediation. Now, for those who don't know, when you work with a mediator, a mediator is is independent. Um, I'm an attorney, but I'm also a certified mediator. But when I have my mediator hat on, is although I know the law and I can give legal advice, my role there is not to give legal advice, but to go over options that will fit in within the law. Um, so a lot of times people have a framework of how they'd like a, a settlement, but they're not quite sure on on some points where, yeah, we have a house and we're not sure if we should s- sell it or keep it or we're not really sure there. Um, so I'll, I'll go over options with them as a mediator. Well, if you sell it, here's what will happen and here's how it'll look financially. If one person stays in the house, here's what that would look like and here, here are the options. People are that are in that position really don't need an attorney and don't need to know the law as much as, hey, we know we have to resolve the house. Uh, we're not really sure which way to go. We know it, it could be either somebody holding the house or selling it. You know, help us through that. So mediation is is very good for folks that are that are in that situation. And again, I've done many mediations with, with people who don't don't have an attorney. So when I'm hearing information about outcomes that include, you know, we really don't, don't want to use an attorney. I don't really need an attorney. My spouse doesn't really need an attorney. You know, how can, but we don't want to go to court. So mediation is, is a very good option for those um, who are in that situation. Yeah. And, and great point about, because we do hear that often, right? People walk in and they're, um, I think people are so afraid of two things with it when it comes to attorneys. One, that an attorney or attorneys are going to make this a much more contentious process, which frankly, they can. <laughs> and two, that attorneys are going to cost a lot of money, which also, frankly, they can. I do want to point out uh, that you can have attorneys involved in mediation. And in fact, many people do. There's there's several kinds of, of mediation. Some attorney assisted, some not. Some people have their agreements reviewed after the mediation by an attorney. So I don't want people to think attorneys are not involved. But if you are a couple that want to work through those issues of your divorce and really explore all of your options, really get down into like, let's come up with the best possible way for our family to, to, to figure out the best way to deal with each issue we're facing, things like you just pointed out the house. I love mediation as an option for people. And I'm, I'm so glad that you cover it with people. I think it's really important that people know that that is one of those options that, you know, it's purely voluntary and they, they can opt into mediation at any time. Right. And, and a good point about that is a lot of people's 
misconception about mediation is it only happens when the case is in court. So, so they're not yeah. really thinking of it as an out-of-court option before court um, or pre-filing uh, of, of all the documents. So to let them know that they can have a mediation and still be out of court is really an eye-opener for a lot of people I meet with. The, the next point that I go into is they want to keep the case out of court, but they're not sure if they need an attorney or not. Or they're like, you know what? I definitely need an attorney because I just want somebody that I can trust and work with. My spouse is really not interested in retaining an attorney full time. You know, he or she will be involved in the negotiation and will sit down with a, another attorney to go over a draft and maybe make some points to, to make some revisions. So I call that the settlement attorney process where only one attorney is involved. Um, that attorney would represent one of the spouses, usually the spouse I'm speaking with. And, and that situation, I would have an attorney-client privilege with that spouse, but I would also be working with the other spouse who decides not to have an attorney. We can get this process started and resolved pretty quickly because having one attorney, and and I've been on, on both sides, really helps to expedite the process. When you have two attorneys, you have their schedules and their office, and it really tends to slow things up. So having one attorney and creating a plan with that attorney, negotiating with the other spouse really is helpful. Or both spouses have done a lot of the negotiating and some things are still not resolved. So I can help at, with my mediator brain on, but my attorney hat on can help them through that process and, and only need one attorney. It's, it's a unique area of law, a lot of attorneys don't practice, but I think it's important that for, for people who are willing to pay for an attorneys, but don't want to pay for two attorneys, have a full-time attorney that works with one spouse and another attorney is brought in at the end of the, the case to make sure that, that, that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And that's another option. Again, it keeps the case out of court um, and it has some attorney involvement. Yeah. And, and really critical point that I, I am so happy you mentioned, and I think people get this wrong or misunderstand this. One attorney cannot represent both parties. Absolutely not. So the situation that Anthony is talking about is the attorney is representing one of the spouses and the other spouse is basically representing themselves or has an attorney on the side or a consulting attorney or a review attorney. Um, you cannot, people say this all the time, well, can't we hire you to represent both of us? No, not possible. Unethical. We're not allowed. But it's a really good point that you can, this happens all the time where you have one spouse who's like, I don't need an attorney. I do this all day. I negotiate for a living because I'm a blah, 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 or I just don't feel that I need it or I don't want to spend the money. 
But one of the spouses either feels they need that support, or if you really want the process to go smoothly, having an attorney involved at least on one side is certainly going to help with that, that making sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. So fabulous option for many couples. Okay, listeners, I'm just going to let you all know and admit it. After a long day at work helping people to navigate divorce, I currently like to unwind with a little bit of binge watching. And right now, Amazon's Prime Video is my channel of choice. We are watching Jury Duty at the moment. I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. And queued up right after that is the latest season of Jack Ryan. So if you want to try out Prime Video for free, I've got a 30-day trial just for you. You can go to divorcebeyond.com backslash prime dash video, or just find the link in the show notes. And if you have some recommendations, be sure to let me know. Stay tuned for more from attorney Anthony Diaz as he takes you inside a consultation to hear what all your divorce process options are so that you can make the best decision for your family and your future. At the end of the day, when they don't want to go to court, the reason why they don't, they don't want to slam their spouse. They don't want to be in this me against you type of situation. And when you're in a collaborative process and we're all working together, it, it really, it, it kind of just pulls the curtain back and we can get really real and, and, and raw sometimes about what's important. And that really drives the process and really makes it effective. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show featuring certified divorce lending professional, Tammy Wallensack, as she shares her absolute must-know insights about divorce and mortgages. This episode can help you avoid making some truly expensive mistakes. Sooner that I get involved, the better. And we basically have an ongoing conversation um, and it makes for a much better settlement knowing exactly what you're going to sign up for, that you can qualify to do it, that everything's set up appropriately to carry out the wishes for both parties. And now we return to today's show. Many of the consultations I have are with both spouses. Because they're both looking for an out-of-court process. I don't have any issue meeting with both of my. I think it's actually advantageous to be able to do that. And a story I want to share, I was called by the husband in the case and wanted to look at out-of-court options. Um, we were going to have a consultation. All of a sudden, I go into the consultation. He's there and his wife is there. And, and I wasn't really, I didn't know that and didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't have a problem with it, but I thought that was great that he wanted um, his wife there. And we started to talk about options and they were really, and we'll talk about the collaborative divorce option, but that's ultimately what we decided upon. And the husband said, you know what? Well, then who represents who? He said, Anthony, I love you. I love what you do, but I'm pretty good. I, you know, I don't really need as strong of an attorney um, as I think my wife does, um, who may not be as involved with the finances and whatnot. And we started talking about me representing the wife. So ultimately, I did represent the wife, even though we didn't have the initial contact. She, she agreed me being the, the stronger attorney was good for her. He got another um, attorney and we were able to, to work this out 
out of court. But w- the point you made only representing one spouse is important. And but having both spouses in the consultation also gives both spouses um, an opportunity. One, if they only want to wa- hire one attorney, which spouse would be my, my client, or even if they have another attorney, like as a shadow attorney to review the documents, again, which which spouse would I represent? And having them both in the consultation, we were able to have an open dialogue on that, and it worked out perfectly. So, and that's such a beautiful, I love that story. I'm so glad that you shared it, because people do not realize this as well, because they think we're the roses, right? The, there are couples every single day who sit down with a mediator together, who sit down with an attorney together, who do this and go into this and talk to each other about the best way to process their divorce together. Like, I love this husband, right? He says, I think she's going to need more support and you seem like the guy for that. So let's have you represent her and I'll find an attorney that works well for me and we're all going to work together and and get this done. And, And that happens and, and it's important that people know that that can happen. So, and you've mentioned now collaborative divorce and, and certainly my listeners have heard about this. I've had entire episodes talking just about collaborative divorce and what it is, but when you're talking about it in this confluence of, you know, the different ways to go through the divorce process, is this where you talk about now the collaborative or is there another option that you go through before you get there? usually th- that's the last option and i'm building up to it you know it's yep. it's we're starting out with no attorney involvement some attorney involvement and now full attorney involvement um plus i always put a plus sign because it's a little bit more than just just attorneys um and so, so this at this part of the of the consultation um my um uh consultation knows of the mediation option and the the, the go i can see they're thinking through that now they know the other option of of whether uh one attorney is needed and kind of how that looks like um and so when i explain the collaborative option i i mentioned that this is a very different option from the other two, but it it is the most supportive option out of all three. And and, and I explain why. Um, So uh, for those who don't know about collaborative divorce or do know, but don't really understand what's involved, um, is each spouse would have a collaboratively trained attorney. And you may say, well, why does it matter whether they're collaboratively trained or not? I mean, it's huge. What we're trained, and I've gone through advanced trainings for many, many years, is focusing on the client's needs and goals. When we're doing litigation, many times that's not really at the forefront. Winning is, you know, how can we get the most that we can and don't really focus on, on on goals. So to go through this training, an attorney and the other collaborative professionals really have to have what they call a paradigm shift. It's a mindset shift of going from an adversarial process to a non-adversarial process, going through winning at all costs to making sure both spouses have a good outcome. And that's not an easy 
mindset to have. And some attorneys and professionals that have been doing this for years and years and years still struggle with it. And, and in the cases I have, I can see when that happens, when they revert back to being being an, an adversary. So that's really important for the attorneys to really know that this is a client-centered approach. There are other professionals that are brought in to support the case. One of them is usually either a CPA or an accountant, and their job is finances. They take care of all of the marital and non-marital assets and debts. They help with discussions on child support calculations and, and alimony, which is different in each state. That's their job. Each of the people in the team has a role, and that role is of, of the finance person. The other t- team member is is a facilitator, and their job is, is to make sure everybody plays nice and to kind of keep this process going along. They're usually, their their expertise is usually in, in the mental health, psychology, or psychiatry. That is helpful because many cases involve children. So they'd be involved in doing the parenting plan, working through all of those time-sharing issues, because that's what they do in, in their regular practice. So it really benefits the spouse parents to have other professionals that instead of the attorneys doing the time-sharing and charging at their sometimes exorbitant rate or the, the finances, that now you have people that are, that's their expertise and their rate is usually a little bit different. So the collaborative process involves a team of people that know their role and it's it's very specific and it's it's really helpful to work as a team approach so um that's that's usually my beginning discussion because collaborative is very involved and then then we start to have a discussion on well, what does a collaborative case look like? Well, why do we need this professional or that professional? Now, at this point of of the consultation, they have the three major out of court options. I know what outcome that they're looking for, and I have an idea of of the parenting uh, and, and the assets and debts that that are involved. So now I'm able to help them choose and give my advice of what the best process would be. The way you just described collaborative is something that I've, um, I know, obviously, um, but that I've not heard a practitioner put so succinctly. And I want to emphasize something that you said about collaborative, and that is the difference between collaborative and say a litigation approach that you highlighted is that paradigm shift, that mental shift that the practitioners have to make. And people don't really understand this, including practitioners, which I think is great that you pointed this out, because when you are a litigator, and and you did this, I did this for years, you did this for years, your job is to advocate for your client, which means taking the facts of the case and and applying the law to those facts to to win for your client, right? That is the ultimate goal of litigation is taking the law, taking the facts and giving it to a judge so a judge can say, yes, your application of the facts to the law is correct. And based on that, your client should get all of this. That's a litigation case. And that's what you're always working toward. Whereas in a collaborative case, 
and you use the phrase, I think it's client-centered, right? The big difference is, is we are not looking at winning. We are looking at what does this family, what is going to work best for them? And they decide that, but they do it with so much support and information and help to make those determinations. And it's a huge shift, huge, but people don't get that. And it really is. And and I want to just bring up another, not so much of a story, but how I work with a collaborative case. You know, we all sit around at a table and we have meetings to go over resolving each of the client's goals and interests. But many times I'll have conversations with the other spouse and a direct conversation and say, you know, Jane is looking to have this outcome, and this is why it's important. But John, I really understand why this is important to you and and why it's important. And and I appreciate you sharing that. Tell me a little bit more about why that's important so that Jane can really hear that it's not just something you want. it, It may be something you need. That never happens in court. The court system is not set up for these types of discussions. But when when you can sit together, and the word team is very important because we're all working together as a team for this family. It's not my client and your client. Even if they don't have any kids, they're a family unit right now. And we are helping them to dissemble this unit peacefully and you know how can we do this in a way that benefits both of them and being able to talk with the other spouse and being really frank and honest and wanting to hear why what's important to them is important to them really highlights the difference between a collaborative process and people really want that at the end of the day when they don't want to go to court the reason why they don't they don't want to slam their spouse. They don't want to be in this me against you type of situation. And when you're in a collaborative process and we're all working together, it, it really, it, it kind of just pulls the curtain back and we can get really real and, and, and raw sometimes about what's important. And that really drives the process and really makes it effective. I, I always tell clients, It is a much more human and humane process. There's nothing about a litigation process that is either of those things. Um, And we and we know that. So I you know, this is this is a wonderful, you know, basic summary for everyone. So now I hope as you are listening, everyone, that you're seeing that this is something that you have so many different ways that you can approach this. And it's not, obviously not just your decision. This is the decision that often needs to be made with your spouse. But whether you were just sitting with Anthony alone or whether you were sitting with Anthony together, as he mentioned, you now have this information that you can either share or that you can discuss. And you don't need to decide right in that moment that you're sitting in the consultation, right? I mean, you could people can now take some time, have discussions, just think about the best ways to go through this and then make those decisions that are going to work best for them and for their family. Because a lot of what you and I know as well, Anthony, right, is that the way that you choose to go through your divorce is going to have one of the largest impacts on what your life and your relationships look like after your divorce. And so this is a truly important 
decision that you need to make? Many times I tell them to not make a decision right now, that it's important that they go and take all of this information I've provided them. And a lot of them are taking notes. I said, go back and reflect on it. See what's really important. Let it sit with you for a while, because the more you do that, and it happens all the time, one option usually bubbles up to the top. It's like, it's they're all simmering at the same level, but the one that works will bubble up and, and giving them the, the time and the space to, to do that. My goal is whether they work with me or with someone else that they choose the option that that works best. And a lot of times th- that decision um, is not best made at the moment. Yes, right. The heat of the moment is true, right? Everybody, it's, it's, I, I've said this over and over again. Give yourself the grace of space. You have the information now. Take your time, work through it. And here's a little pro tip, everybody. If you are listening to this episode and you have learned about all these options, think about sharing the episode with your spouse and saying, look, Here's a great attorney. He went through all of the options. It's in a neutral fashion. And why don't you listen to this episode and then maybe we could get together and talk about these things. Or maybe we can call him up and have a consultation with him and talk about these options. Because Anthony, that's another thing that I know that you very kindly Uh, listeners, practitioners at Anthony's level often charge for their consultations, rightly so. You're getting very good advice and information from them. But Anthony is offering a free 45-minute consultation to listeners of the podcast, if you mention the podcast. So Anthony, I just want to make sure people do know how to get in touch with you. You have some wonderful books and resources on your website. I want to make sure they know where that is and how to get in touch with you. So why don't you run us through all of that? Sure. Sure. So to go on my website, you can uh, reach out to me there and coordinate a consultation. And my website is anthonydiazlaw.com. So go there. There's a contact form. Fill it out. And my office will call you back. Uh, You can also email me. And my email address is anthony at anthonydiazlaw.com. And uh, our office will reach out to go ahead and schedule a consultation that way. Or you can pick up the phone, which is, is nice and easy, and we can go and get oh, that set up. of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 407-212-7807, and we'll, we'll get you scheduled immediately. So, Anthony, I, I truly appreciate your taking the time to do this out of your very busy practice. And, uh, you know, I just know this episode is going to be one of those, you know, often listened to in the world that we live in today. So many people find themselves facing the decision to divorce and not knowing what to do next. And this episode really is the next step. You need to know your options. So I I truly appreciate it. You have given them a wonderfully layered understanding. And uh, again, everyone share this with, you know, if you know someone who is going and facing divorce, share this episode. It's a gift. And thank you, Anthony, you're a gift as well. I appreciate it. Thank you, Susan. Thank you.
Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.